welcome to another episode of Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities. Uh, follows up on what we talked about on Sunday morning and just uh, kind of continues the conversation throughout the week. We're so glad that you found us and that you're listening in. My name is Brent. With me is my co-host, Mallory. Hi, Mallory. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Good. We got baby Cade up in the room as well yep. and an empty seat for Megan. We're just going to have an empty Miss seat. Miss you, Megan. In this area, a Jewish tradition used to have uh, when they would do <laughs> Passover meal, they would have a, an empty seat for the Messiah to come and sit. We are going to do something similar. Just uh, not That's that she's true. the Messiah, but she's pretty close. So uh, there's a backpack in her seat right well, now. Well, don't so. tell her that. That's that's <laughs> my backpack. Uh, great. How are you, Megan? Do you have a good uh, Megan? Mallory. Uh, God, that's the first time I've done it. That's not bad, though, is it? No, not bad. Yeah, I'm going to you know, do that. Uh, you had an interesting weekend because uh, you thought maybe maybe a little sickness in the house with yes. a little tiny so baby. So we hung out at home. We thought our oldest year old had the flu and she likes to have all her body everywhere around the little baby. So but yeah. she was fine. So we told her she was a faker at the end. We were going to the doctor. She's a talker. She talks quite a bit. And we were like, are you sick? I'm sick. Uh, and kept saying that all she? day. Yeah. I'm sick. I want med. She loves, I mean, not to promote kids, but she knows her Tylenol and Motrin. And oh, yeah. When you fill it up, she's like, oh, medicine? I'll take that. Oh. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Got the black oh. lung pop. <laughs> but we're all good. And good. Um, it's the last week of Alex's uh, paternity leave. So we're about to venture off in the world of three alone. Oh, next man. Week, so. Kind That's of excited. Awesome. It's kind of getting back to the routine of things, kind of false routine with him home. Right, right. So you get more used to little things that he can help with that aren't going to be the case, but we'll get there, and baby's almost a month old. It's crazy how fast it goes. So. Crazy. So she texted yesterday and said, hey, <laughs> I didn't make it on Sunday, and since this is a follow-up podcast, <laughs> I should probably listen to the talk from Sunday. And uh, so we said, yeah, yeah, it's up on Dropbox. We download all the stuff and put it up on there. And, and she texted this morning and said, is this the right one? And I Radio never saw silence. it because it was <laughs> at six something in the morning. <laughs> and uh, then she gets here. and She goes, all right, I'm ready to talk about this thing. Revelation, interesting topic. And I go, oh, <laughs> nope. that was three weeks ago. <laughs> so this is going to be really fun. We are going to recap a talk that Mallory has not listened to. She does have his paper notes, but they are a little bit sparse. They were not the full, uh, it's not like scripted out. It's more like an outline. Um, so the fun thing is, is if you listening have listened to or watched the entire message, you are more informed than Mallory on this. Yes. Therefore, uh, I'm going to ask some questions that she's not going to know if he actually talked about <laughs> that or not. And this will be a real fun game today, guys. It kind of reminds me of um, college because... There's many times that you come, especially in my master's program, there was so much reading, and there was no way that everyone read it all. Yeah, right. But you had students in class that some, like, either didn't read it all or always had to ha answer a question, you know, still had their notes, and you could tell that they're, like, just pulling off quotes from... Oh, the, for sure. Yeah, they're just looking at the reading or the article and being like, Oh yeah, yeah I knew oh. that. Like I, Lenny I saw seemed like that, a really bright guy. Yes, enough, my son, man. Rather than just <laughs> sit and listen and be like, Oh, I'll kind of take some notes from what everyone is saying, but come on, you've so. showed up to a book club before. <laughs> I know you have. Oh, right. Right. And be like, Oh, and you didn't yeah. finish and you're going, you can, here's what you do. And you know, you've read some of it, but not all of it. You lead early. You lead right away. Get your, get your, get your input out. in. 
Yes. So that it's clear that you read some of it, but then you can kind of like shy away at the end and be like, oh, I just don't want to dominate the conversation. What's that game that we've played? I'm not very good at it. <laughs> um, not chameleon. Is it chameleon? Where you're s- every one person doesn't know the topic. Oh, yeah. Great Is board it, game. Great game. What's it called? It's called Chameleon. Okay. Yeah. So yes. the premise of Chameleon, because you can play with any, anything, is there's like a grid of all kinds of words that are centralized around the topic, either board games or uh, types of cereal or whatever. Uh, there's a code that like everybody else knows at the table except for one person. Uh, and so everybody knows which one grid square is the correct answer except for that one person and then we all go around the circle and say one word to describe the way that we know what the answer is and this person has to kind of like flub their way through it and be like yeah 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 uh, yeah right. i know that right yes exactly but it's i'll be better i'll be better than in <laughs> i think you did pretty good in chameleon actually <laughs> how's your fantasy football team going this year oh uh, we didn't do one alex oh. is alex is on one okay so he's good but we actually did watch um, the Packers game last night. Yeah, stayed up for that. So that was we, a we did as well. Good win. Yeah, uh, I I went three and zero this week in my fantasy nice. football, which is nice. great. Uh, Have the Packers uh, kicker by red. chance? Packers kicker? No. Don't well, remember his name? No, I don't. Okay. Yeah. Did he? I can't remember. Did he? Because they made a field goal to win it. Didn't oh they? yeah yeah yeah, right? yeah 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 okay. okay yeah yeah I uh I also had picked uh, the over for the game on our like little pick'em thing. And the, the package to cover, and because that dude sat down at the one, I lost on both of those. <laughs> so it was a big fiasco. It's on. actually taught me more about the actual game of football with Alex on Fantasy, because he'll talk about certain players, and I'm like, oh, I, I never knew what a, I mean, maybe tight end does, or certain players. So it's actually, it is more enjoyable for me to watch football with him. Does I've he talk about it as ho- it's going on, or do yeah. you ask questions? I, I ask questions. Yeah. Oh, you're I get you're like one, one, one answer <laughs> responses. Yeah, exactly. Well, Alex, if you're listening and you want to come watch a game with somebody who won't ask you questions, I'm always available. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Good stuff. Well, we did have uh, Mike Meeks in town. So we paused our Justice One series. And the reason that we uh, did that, I think I've mentioned it before, but um, we wanted to have him in town and we were going to like, you know, fly him up and do that. And then he was already coming into town this weekend to visit his sister who just moved here. Um, so it just made sense, even though it de- didn't make sense in the terms of a series. So appreciate you guys' flexibility on it. Uh, he did a standalone message and he sent his notes over like a week prior and said, hey, is it OK if I talk about politics at your church? And I was like, yeah, because I trust you. But like, wow, you know what I mean? Like. You're coming in for a one-hit wonder. Usually you want to do something different, but uh, I'm glad that uh, uh, he did a great job. It was a uh, talking about like the, the idea of when Jesus stood there with the coin being questioned about paying taxes to Caesar and says, give unto Caesar what is his and then give unto God what is God's. What, what, it, what are the implications of that? He really went practical on what then are we required to give to Caesar and then what are we required to uh, ultimately give um, to God. And uh, obviously he baited at the very beginning with a, you know, I'm going to tell you how to vote. I'm just kidding. You know, all that, that classic pastor joke on that. Um, and uh, he, he's, he was very, uh, you missed it, but he's, he's a very funny, like almost um, not dark humor, but like that humor where like, it's funny, you know that it is, but it doesn't get the chuck. It doesn't get the laughs. It gets like mild chuckles. Like, and then, should I laugh at this or not? Yeah. But then, then he'll go, like and he knows it too. Like he'll say a joke and be like, "I know you're not gonna like laugh hard at this," and then I'm gonna like make fun of myself or make fun of you for maybe not getting it. <laughs> and like it just descends into 
like self-deprecation after like just the hole keeps keeps getting deeper but he knows what he's doing it's not like out of ignorance or whatever and the best part about it was if you have that certain type of humor it was probably it was a very different type of humor from what i usually deliver and so therefore you prop like there were people who loved it like i i uh, talked to andrew um uh yesterday and he said elizabeth is back there trying to do the computer notes and literally falling out of her seat i can see that being her kind of humor at like like the awkward awkward humor Yes. But, like, it's still in control. Because, like, there's an awkward humor of Michael Scott, right? Where he just is unaware of his awkwardness and whatever. Mike, yesterday, was very aware of it and was dominating it. And, uh, anyways, it was just, it was great. It was That's a, a, probably a good analogy of Elizabeth, if you do know Elizabeth personally. Because she has, she is so funny. Like oh, she, hilarious. I mean, and. She's the one that does our videos every once in a while. Yes. Um, and has a really bubbly personality. And she's the one that goes most off script when, yes. I, when I write notes. But it's fine. Like, you have a license to do that when you're that good, right? Yes. So I don't ever go off script. <laughs> I like say it that, word like. for word. <laughs> and Andrew's like, you can smile. <laughs> you yeah, but can it take a breath. It doesn't say smile in the script. <laughs> nope. Brent needs to add that. Tell me. All right. Can you explain this joke, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, so, I mean, politics, touchy subject. Uh, in, anytime it comes up, how do, Mallory, how do you feel as an audience member when somebody goes, hey, we're going to talk about politics today? Well, I think that... In, in a church setting specifically. In a church setting, I think you just don't want to do it because there's people you go to church with that you're like, oh, I might think differently than they do. And you might not want to know that. I would say that is more true of Eastlake than most churches that I've been to. Yes. Would you agree with that? Yes. And I don't, I don't know where you've gone to church, but. Um, yeah, I grew up Methodist and then honestly, small town. So whatever church was available. And then my dad was a school superintendent. So we could never switch churches because it was political. Oh. Switch churches. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but Methodist, Presbyterian, just typical yeah. um, Christian churches. Um, but. Would they definitely talk about politics? I'm not saying we're the most diverse out there. I'm saying no, they're the most diverse I, I've been a part of. Most diverse and most willing, I think, to hear other perspectives. And actually, in one of the Wear Love courses, there was some um, good discussion of people being able to say, hey, I think this way. And I know that might not be the most popular view, but I want to share that view because I know it's a safe place at Eastlake to say, Hey, I think differently than maybe a more diverse progressive church. And I want perspective of other people. And it was a great discussion. We were able to, you know, be like, oh, I don't agree with that. And it's okay to disagree. Yeah. But it was also okay to speak up and say, yeah, this is how I feel. Or this is what my background and perspective affords my affords me of that opinion. Yeah. I think I remember you saying that in the staff meeting after that weekend came up and how different and out of place it felt, not to denigrate him or make him feel bad or whatever for bringing that up, but just like, oh, it felt weird to like have that out there when we kind of all, I think, know it. Like we sit together and we, I, I can tell based on the bumper stickers on your car that we vote differently or think through things differently or the shirts that you wear or potentially the red hats that you wear or whatever. Um, Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for catching that. Uh, (laughs) So therefore it's, uh, but the the hope 
is that again uh, he mentioned uh, this this passage is an Old Testament version of Joshua where this guy comes up to him and says are you either with us or against us are you for us or are you for our enemies and he says neither I'm like in this like I'm my own thing like that's that's been very very hopefully the point of being true for Christianity and the call to this kind of faith is uh, I'm for neither party. One of the things I get the uh, Atlantic magazine. I don't know if you read the Atlantic, but their their little subtext is of no party and no political um, side. That's their the Atlantic, and then like in their emblem or their logo or whatever it is. Uh, and I'm screwing that motto up, so don't judge me on it. But it's close. That's the the essence of it. And when I even when I read that the first time, I was like, okay. And I know that they might be more biased. Like, you don't have to send me the picture of the graph of where the Atlantic lands in terms of progressive versus conservative. I get it. I understand. But that appeal or that that drive or that uh, that ideal, I, I should say, is so great. Like, I I don't. We don't just vote blindly in this. You know, um, we don't just assume and take up the mantle of uh, of either one. Uh, except when it comes to faith. When it comes, that's that's our mantle. That's what we hold on to. That's the grip that we uh, that we that we cling to. So. I thought it was important when he mentioned it and talked to me through what he was going to do. I thought, man, what a timely topic for us. We are just getting into the messiness. It's like on the verge. There's a Democratic uh, national debate tonight, uh, and it's only going to get worse. It's like a downhill slide from here for the next 19 months or whatever it is until the uh, – or I guess it would be 13 months – until the next uh, presidential election. It's just going to be absolutely messy, more divisive than ever before. I mean, we thought 2016 was bad. Um, Facebook's still around, so (laughs) I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, and I think it's going to be one of those things – I think in the Tri-Cities area, maybe sometimes there are people like, I'm just not going to pay attention. I'm going to turn on my TV. I don't want anything to do with this. This, I just – you know, I don't want to pay attention to it. I don't want to watch ads. I don't want to – but this gives you kind of like a guideline of, oh, I can look at politics in a way that I don't have to be divisive with my neighbors. I Actually, in our neighborhood, it is kind of funny, some um, signs that are in people's yard. And there's two neighbors that have like, I they must, I wonder if they're friends because one of them has a mainly Democratic, always has political signs, Democratic signs, and the other one has all Republican signs. And they're both older people. And I just am curious. I'm like, I wonder if they talk to each other. Because they obviously, they put the signs like right next. Oh, on, like on the corner of the property yes. right next to it? Oh, that's And hilarious. I just, I wondered, <laughs> this was in 2016 during that election. I wondered, hmm, I wonder if they are friends. Like, I wonder if they talk, or this is their way to like, you know, barter or like fight with each other without saying anything. Because I doubt if they are not friends, I doubt they've ever talked about politics. Yeah. Or anything they're just saying oh i'll put this sign and not talk about it but this gives us as christians the way to be able to say okay this is how i can view politics in a way that isn't divisive but in a way that is productive and through faith yeah uh so let me let me ask you this then i'm trying to think of how to word this but have you ever been I mean, what, what, what's the feeling that you get when you meet somebody and it takes you a while or it comes out and somehow politically the stuff comes out and you're like, you're blown away that they vote in that way. And it's not, you never talked about politics before, but all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, this, and you're like, oh wow. Oh. Like that doesn't match up to anything that you've, that you talk about or like the vibe that I get from you or something like right. that. I think it makes you 
it for me it makes me think in a way that I that I maybe over oh how do I say this so uh, this actually just happened when someone mentioned something like oh did you know that they support so yeah like no actually that surprises me and I think it gives you grace for that person or for that party so say you're a Democrat and you don't approve of certain conservative views but then you're really close in this you're really close with conservative friends you love them you might not love their views but you love them and until you do that you didn't have any other perspective on you know or yeah. other view on them so I think it just allows you to give grace to the person and not the view and realize that all grew up in different areas, had different experiences, different parents, different experiences. That's what this in the Where Love course that we talked about a lot of where we grew up and what we were um, around and the people that we grew up around and how that was affected. I lived in a lot of different places, very rural America in um, eastern Washington. And I look back and my parents have very different views than where we grew up. And so that kind of, I never knew though. I, my parents never said, oh, these people think this way and you think this way until I got older and yeah. thought, and now Facebook, older people are, tend to like repost things that you're like, why are you reposting that? Okay. We're going to get to that in a second. Yes. So let's bench okay. that because that's going to be important. <laughs> I think it's always just interesting for me. Like the most interesting people are not the people I can look at and be like, oh, they're clearly Democrat. Okay. Right. They're, oh, they're clearly Republicans or whatever. Uh, but the people who are like, oh, I'm not sure who what they are, and then they when they when you find out uh, what they say, and not not who they say they are, but who they voted for or, or where they stand on a, on a particular issue, that's probably a better way of, of saying it. Then you're like, hey, I really want to hear how you got there because I yes. can respect your independent thinking and help me. And, and I'm I might still be on the other side of of that particular issue, but I think we can have a legit conversation as opposed to no, I, I just know I, I can't tell if you're voting from this just because. You're supposed to, because that's or you know you where you've always identified. That's you know? who. And that's it. Yeah. Right. So okay, that's a good. Point. Let's let's talk about social media. So he had a great kind of bit on, like oh, it was almost an aside, but I heard more comments about his this aside after the message than any than any like point that he did where it was like write down this you know fill in the blank or whatever. Um, this idea of hey, can I speak real quickly to all you keyboard warriors out there? <laughs> Um, about no, you know, nobody, the percentage of people that have changed their mind based on your opinion is 0%. Just so you know, you know, that's where that's at. And it is almost generational, I, I do think. I, I think that um, uh, the millennial generation, ah, well, okay, that's hard to say. Never mind. I, I don't want to know if I want to blanket that because there's definitely political millennial Twitter mm -hmm. out there. Um, but the, the, uh, it's more snarky, I guess. The younger yes. Twitter is is just snarkier. Where uh, a, a a boomer t uh, version of Facebook, because that's that's where they're at, is reposting. Read, you know, here's this. Did you did you know? Hey, can you believe that this happened? Click on this or whatever. What's what's your strategy for uh, Facebook specifically with with your current like how do you, do you do you have a Facebook right now? Yes. Okay. Yes. What's your strategy for? I'd love to hear. Because for me, Facebook is primarily photos of the family, right? For the grandparents and the extended family, 
and I do browse it once in a while, but only to try and keep up on life happenings for people. But yes, that's pretty much it. Almost no thoughts. Yes. Almost no picky sayings. There are times though that I, I'm never a keyboard warrior. Like I, yeah, that I'm non-confrontational in life, so that I'm more non-confrontational via Facebook. Like I, but I, I do feel like once in a while things pop up, and I'm like they have, I or maybe they have no idea. I see it in a completely different way, and I'm way less likely to say anything on Facebook, but I have felt um, with a couple issues in the past year or so that should I be saying something? Should it, is me ignoring this? Oh, like agreeing with them in a way that like, if it is someone that like I do life with that I know, and they're posting about something that I have a hard and fast like disagreement with, even if who doesn't matter who's right or wrong, should I be saying something because I do do life with them and I should, you know, say, Hey, maybe have you looked at it in this way? I haven't seen it in your way, but it's awkward because you're like, Oh, I'm not, you know, I don't want to say anything on Facebook because it's just awkward. You, you, I more ignore everything and just keep it fun. Ignorance is bliss on those. right? Right. But like, will I maybe then post something I mean, no, I don't really post anything. Probably the most non-kid or family thing I post is if I go to something with, like, where love that I want someone to know. Like, oh, hey, know about this organization here or yeah, something like, oh, this is really cool about local. But I probably have never posted anything. Do you uh, – are you on Twitter and Instagram? I was on Twitter. I was on Twitter a lot when I lived in Nashville. I I loved Twitter for news and like yeah, right. Yeah, so I was on Twitter, but just Instagram and. Do you mute political ads? No. No. You just no. Let them I would listen. Through? I would listen to them though. Oh or, really? You mean on Facebook or like on? Uh, I'm I'm just talking across the board on all all of those things. Oh no, I listen. I'm pretty to much them. a block muter on any political ad. If I see it's promoted, I'm like yeah. ignore and I. <laughs> Yeah. It has nothing to do with which party it is. Just it's because just, I've just been listening, <laughs> I realized that we do have like current 2020 ads. I saw an ad for our president right now and I'm like, oh, he's already doing oh, yeah. ads for 2020. So I I do listen, but I don't necessarily subscribe in the sense that I'm like, oh, listen to that ad and change my view via the ad. Right. And which is curious anyways, like if anyone watch, listens to the ad and is like, oh. I'm going to change my opinion now. I'm okay, let me vote ask you this: so-and-so. You get the uh, you got the voters' pamphlet in the mail this week. Yes. Did you? Uh, um, do you sit down and open that? Do you? See, I that? totally love reading about like city council. I do too. Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, like local all over. It. I was reading it last night while I was watching the uh, the football game. Yes. Trying to catch up on these mm-hmm. initiatives and referendums that I I have seen people mm-hmm. go vote no, vote that yes or whatever, and you're like, uh, the, the sign shouldn't be enough. Right. I shouldn't right. be like, well, I think I've oh, seen yeah. more yes signs and I've seen no signs, so let's just Something go for that it. Alex and I have, like, I've actually asked him questions about that we probably were on the same viewpoint of it, but I know nothing about that he grew up with guns. Like, he hunts and those. And I'm like, I, there, I see no point to them. I don't understand them. I don't use them. <laughs> I don't want them. 
but like we would we will actually have conversations about like okay what is that like what are they saying with yeah. like when you go to ranch at home and got that background check what is that yeah. and i can do that because we have we're married and we have the relationship that i can ask questions like that that i wish more issues that okay i don't understand i i have no qualms about like i have no reason to own a gun i don't want one but I see that you enjoy these hobbies. Yeah. Tell me about them. I can kind of get more <laughs> closer to your viewpoint. Right. Where, like, as my sister, she, like, will, like, ask when she's coming. Like, are Alex's guns in a state? Like, she will ask. Yeah. Because we didn't grow up with them. And she, it makes her nervous for her toddler. Like, do you guys keep them in the safe? Do you do this? She will ask everyone. London had a friend who had a sleepover. And she texted Kylie and said, can you make sure all the guns are out of the house before she sleeps over the house? Yeah. So I had to take uh, my shotgun over to my dad's safe and put it in, in the safe. And, and we did it. And that's and fine. And in some I, ways, like, you, I don't care. you like, oh, that's a great friendship that you're able to say, hey, the this makes me nervous. Can you do this? And I, guns are political and guns are, I more just bring that up to say that there are some, when you're reading the pamphlet of like what rule it's actually asking to like change, what is that rule and how does it impact the people that actually use it? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so when he fills out his, who fills out their um, voter, span, voter uh, fill in the bubble thing first? Oh, me. You? Oh, yes. And does he say, can I take a look at that? Yes. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, he will look at the rules. Okay. So I would say that I probably research the people more. Oh, okay. And Alex will look at the Oh, okay. Rule. So you I'm, know, the, I'm more on not Alex's rules, side, the like The referendums, initiatives. Yeah. Yes. That's, what I, that's what I do more of. Yeah. yeah. That I I. What do you look research. for in the people? Um, I, I don't know why she's coming to mind. I like stories of like someone... You know, starting from nothing and trying to be like her name's Zahara Roach. I think her name is Zahara Roach. Yeah. yeah. And she's running for city council. I just like her as a person because I think she's doing something that's different and like has. This not... is by no means a political endorsement. No, for not at all. Not, <laughs> not a, been sponsored by not her. Not at all. I just like her. She has a very nice picture. I am like way more on the personal story. Like I want to yeah. hear someone's personal story about why they want to be in this position. What do you do when you read no information submitted in a voter's pamphlet? It makes me really mad when they're like the only, like say there's yeah, nobody's Democrat running against them. Oh, okay. And, or or no one's running against yeah. them, and they Unopposed, just did and it. We just yeah. mail it in. I like want to put you someone no else's option. name on there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, no, you didn't even put that. Right in Oscar in, the Grouch. Yeah, because I just you know yes. who knows. Yeah, you couldn't take the time to fill out one questionnaire for a pamphlet that's going right. out to 200,000 homes in the tri Right. Well, and in a lot of this, um, not a lot, some states you have to vote all party. Right. And and I think that's something that we should take advantage of in Washington state that we don't like you right. have the, and that's part of, I mean, on his notes, I'm not like saying of what he said, but on part of his notes, it's about voting. And we, in our state, we can choose who we vote for not based on party. Right. And I think that's something that we can take to heart, even if it is a personal story. Like, I don't even know what Zahara Roach's like political point, political, um, because she ran for two offices, ran for something lost, and now she's running for city council. Yeah. And I just think people that choose to run for city council are, like, great people because it's not a – it's like school board. You're not, like, 
earning all this money. Like it's a hard job. Right. It's a job that is, you know, people are always mad at you. <laughs> Yeah. For something. They, like, they don't show up to the meetings to, like, applaud your efforts. No. Someone, when things are so, going well, nobody shows up at those meetings. Right. And <laughs> more, most often, someone will always show up mad at you. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Good. Well, I, I like it. It's a fun, uh, interesting discussion on all things politics, something we don't typically uh, get into at yet, uh, East Lake or even on this podcast. But uh, it is tis the season. So uh, we uh, wanted to. Walk into that. All right. Let's talk about our Say Something Interesting. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay, go for it. Um, I thought about this when I knew what the talk was on, so it's not really kind of kind of a line. But um, it's called Be the Bridge, and it's a racial reconciliation group. And I don't actually know if anyone has these. Um, so it'd be cool if anyone listening that does do it. It's called Be the Bridge, and it's um, just getting women together and talking about racial reconciliation. And I think when we talk about politics, sometimes things can feel, they talk about decentering yourself. So like in a situation where you're like, well, I don't feel like that. You know, like I might not be the minority, but I don't feel like that. Well, they talk about decentering yourself and it's really made me think about situations differently. Um, so in the next year or so, it'd be neat to get a Be the Bridge but obviously I'm a white majority woman <laughs> and it would be something that I would love to be a part of if it became something in the choice of these, but even not being part of one, just thinking about decentering yourself from a situation when you don't agree with something like, okay, take myself out of the situation and how does the other person feel? Um, just like if you disagree with someone in politics, like decenter yourself, like don't put yourself in the center of it and put the other person in the center. I love it. It's great. Uh, so what's give us the website one more time. It's Be The Bridge. Be The Bridge. Yeah, like B-E, The Bridge. Okay, got it. I love it. I thought you said beat a bridge at first, no. and I was like- It came off to... of someone that did the If Gathering, and we've done an If oh, Gathering okay. yeah, yeah. here in Tri-Cities and at Eastlake. Um, so someone that spoke started Be The Bridge with Jenny Allen. Cool. We'll try and include that in uh, some of the show notes, a little link okay. in there to make it really easy to do that. Uh, mine is, uh, has to do with Christmas trees. I know it's a little oh, early cool. to be thinking about this. <laughs> Are you guys real tree or fake tree people? Um, we have done a real tree. Okay. Alex has really bad allergies. So he, we bought a fake tree last year. Oh, okay. So now you're in that zone. You We're in spent fake the money. tree zone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if your fake tree is coming to the end of its life, cause they do, right. They start looking like a little Charlie Brownish or you're just like, we lost half the legs and, and the lights don't work on half, whatever, whatever. Because uh, if you walk through Costco right now, it's Christmas everywhere. Yep, That's what you everywhere. see. We're in the zone. I know it feels weird talking about this in mid-October, but guys, it is the season, and uh, you're going to be thinking about before you know it. Uh, what, what are we doing with a, with a tree this year? Our uh, we decided a few years ago we like we don't have any allergies and we like the smell of uh, of a real tree, and we don't have a lot of storage. Our we have a two car garage, and so it's uh, uh, not a great. A great place to store a big giant tree for 11 months a year so we buy a tree every year and uh typically it's been costco most likely go to costco and and just pick them up because they're they're nice and big um but uh this year we're changing it up and we just wanted to let you know we're gonna do the whole drive into the forest cut down a tree we talked about it with our small group uh on sunday Eight. night uh our entire group is going out. you can't join our group because it's <laughs> closed but 
we are going to be applying for the uh, the permits. And I just found out uh, this morning you can do it online. So you can apply for a tree cutting permit online uh, and then go and cut your own tree in either like the Natchez Forest or Umatilla Forest or something like that over in the Blue Mountains. Uh, and so I'm not sure exactly which one we're going to. but um, Christmas tree spots are like fishing spots. Like, oh, are you going to tell everyone where totally. your spot is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you generally east of here is yes. where we're, we're, we're doing this. Natchez, I've heard. Yeah, that's uh, fun. so that's that's probably the the plan on that. Now, here's the tricky thing, is that Thanksgiving's very, very late this year. It's like the latest it can possibly be in terms of when it falls. I think it's October 28th or 27th. November. Or sorry, yeah, November, yeah. excuse me. So the question that we had at the group was, do we go before or after Thanksgiving? Is it appropriate to have it up for, for Thanksgiving, or does that ruin the holiday? But if you wait till afterwards, you're like, it's only going to be up for like three weeks. What are we doing? I always vote point? for before, because I feel the same way. that I'm like, I did all this effort, even if you have a real or fake tree, putting everything up. And people have the time during Thanksgiving. I think it's kind of fun to get it and then do it during Thanksgiving, because you have the time off work. Oh, it's, so so it can be up, but then you don't decorate it until... We day. we typically would decorate over Thanksgiving break. Yeah. Because I grew up in an education family, so we all had the break. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, so our plan is the Saturday prior to Thanksgiving, Fine. and uh, we're going to go make that thing happen. So uh, I know the people in your small group, and that's totally up their alley. Oh, yeah. It's yes. going to be great. <laughs> you kidding me? Uh, I will include a link to the Forest Service uh, website Fine. as well in there, so you can also, if you're interested... Uh, click on that and go find, I think it's like five or 10 bucks. I can't remember. It might've gone up a little bit, but uh, anyway, I don't want to get lost in the weeds on it, but um, definitely cheaper than Costco y'all and way cheaper than, uh, than, than buying one and having to store it all year long and have it break on you next year. Not fun that, for you your know, kids. Yeah. Fun for the kids. And we're all going to watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation prior to going up so they can see what it's like to this go. This sounds like Jenny Vollmer's idea. <laughs> Jenny, is, they're in New York. They went to oh, Hamilton oh. in New York. So, Oh, she will love this, though. Uh, she's going to love it. Yes. Yeah, she doesn't know it yet, but she's, uh, <laughs> she's going to love it. Yes. And they just got a new rig so they can haul one on the top of their car. Now, so. <laughs> nice. They're gonna, they're dri- they don't know this, but they're, they're <laughs> but driving us all. <laughs> uh, okay, that'll do it for uh, this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Uh, we'd love to have you back this weekend. We are continuing part five of our Just This One series. We've got two weeks left in this thing. Um, so... Uh, be a part of that. If you've missed any part of that series leading up to that, eastlaketricities.com slash talks, or find our podcast, our church podcast on iTunes, searching East Lake Tri-Cities. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.